All right, go with me to the book of Psalms tonight. Psalms chapter 27. Psalm 27. And we covered this uh, a couple weeks ago, if you remember, in our Sunday evening Bible study. And tonight, I want us to look at it and see it in the light of where David is now in his life. And really, as, as we saw last week, David's not in a good place. He's not trusting the Lord. He's not living by faith. Saul is definitely not in a good place, hasn't been for a long time. Uh, but these men right now uh, are both not living by faith. So let's read here. I want to focus on the last two verses of Psalm 27 tonight before we go to prayer. It says, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. We oftentimes, uh, we, we, we see in Scripture just the decisions that men and women make and, uh, and as we did last week with Saul and David, really, and we say, man, you know, they're not living by faith right now. You know, that's a, that's a real issue. But then we turn around in our own lives sometimes, and we faint or we get discouraged, and we don't live by faith. So it's one thing to say live by faith like we did last week, and we know the what and even the why, but how do we do that practically? And I think David tells us very clearly in these last two verses of Psalm 27, how to practically live by faith. And what is it? To wait on the Lord is the essence of practically living by faith. Okay? Waiting can be hard sometimes, can it not? Absolutely. Absolutely. Patience doesn't come natural to you even if you have a gentle personality that God's given to you. Patience doesn't at all come natural. It's a fruit of the Spirit. And so we, we need to understand that. And throughout the Bible, there are plenty of examples of people who did not wait. Plenty of examples or even multitudes who didn't want to wait. One example that I'm going to share with you tonight is, is the uh, children of Israel. When they were waiting on God, you know, even in, uh, in the matter, of the, the, the example I'm going to share with you here in just a second is, they're waiting on God. They, they want, they're not waiting on God. They want him to give them more food, uh, even flesh to eat. They're receiving this manna, and they're murmuring and complaining. Numbers chapter 11, you don't have to turn there, but if you want to, you can. Numbers chapter 11, verses 4 and 5, they're right in the middle of this situation where, where uh, Moses is... is is pleading with them, and they're, and they're saying, I wanna, we want to go back to Egypt. And in verse number 4 of chapter 11 of Numbers, it says, And the mixed multitude that was among them fell a-lusting. And the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely. And then they go on to list a bunch of other things that they wanted to eat as well. They, they, wanted to, they wanted to go back to the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and all of those things that, that they, they were used to having and yet be under the bondage that God no longer wanted his people under. And in Acts chapter 7, when, when Stephen, before the council, 
spoke of these, these people, their fathers. He said, remember how your fathers turned their hearts away from God and toward, back towards Egypt. And that was not, that was not uh, living by faith. And, he's, and uh, over and over again, Moses experienced the murmurings of the multitude that wanted to go back there because they did not understand what it was to wait on the Lord, to wait patiently for him. So as we look at these two verses tonight, I want God to simply show us how practically, and I've already said it, so there's one point tonight, wait on the Lord, but how practically to experience what it means practically to live by faith, to avoid the pitfalls that David, Saul, and the children of Israel experienced. So let's look at verse 13. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I had fainted, that means I, had, I would have lost hope. I would have lost momentum. I would have missed out. I would have lost energy, fainting. I would have become discouraged at heart. And that's what David is trying to get across. I would have, I would have absolutely become uh, a, a nothing. I would have fainted unless what? I had believed. And many times that word believed, we, would, we associate in the Bible with what? Faith. Faith, okay, so the, the, here's the key. This is, this is what David is saying. I would have fainted. My natural tendency would have been to fall, fall on my face unless, yet, I believed. Yet I had faith. I had faith in what specifically? How do, how do we, as Christians, keep from fainting? What is it we need to have faith in? To see the goodness of the Lord. To see, meaning not just to see with your eyes, but to experience in, in, in your life specifically, this is God's will for you. The goodness of the Lord, that coming to fruition in our life. And when does he want us to experience it? Right now in the land of the living. And we go on to the next verse and it says, here's the answer, okay? The essence of living by faith then is wait on the Lord. The opposite would be, okay, if I'm running side by side with someone and I'm waiting on the Lord, I'm waiting on my friend, the comforter, the helper. If, if we're running this race together and I'm waiting on him, what am I doing? I'm running in step with him, right? So you tell me, what is the opposite of waiting on God? Running ahead. Running ahead. I'm not going to wait, Okay. I ran a 5K, my first 5K that I ran, which is about 3.1, 3.2 miles. Uh, I, I ran this race thinking that I could beat my training record. And when I was, I had a friend that we had been training together. We'd been doing a schedule. And when we entered the race, I took off. I was determined that I was going to absolutely demolish my training record. And so I was, I was trucking, I looked at my, my watch, and I was kicking at a, a six-minute you know, pace. I was like, I'm going to finish this race in, in 18 minutes. I'm, I'm, I'm going to work, I'm, I'm going to do this. It was about a mile into the race, I started getting cramps. I started having fatigue. I started fainting, not fainting for real, but I was, I was fatigued. And what happened was... I did not, I, I had to walk many parts of that race. 
my friend passed me, I finished and I finished, I didn't demolish my record, I, I got a record so much worse than what my training rec record was and I felt like I lost the race. Why? My friend was going at a steady pace. He, he had it down to a science where he could, and if I would have just ran with him, if I would have just waited on him, so to speak, I would have finished that race beating my training record. But I didn't. I didn't wait. And I think many times as Christians, we don't wait. David here, in verse 13, is admitting that he, he has a natural tendency to run a run ahead of God. Where do we find that? I had fainted. I would have done this. This is my natural tendency. And I'm telling you tonight, that's our natural tendency. That's your natural tendency. That's my natural tendency is to run ahead of God and not wait on him. And we wonder why we have, we wonder why we have trouble so much understanding what it is to truly live consistently by faith. It's because we don't simply wait on God. Here, David is saying, I had fainted, I would have fainted if I would have listened to my heart's counsel and rejected to see the goodness of God. So what is waiting on the Lord? C.H. Spurgeon, I don't know if any of you know him, he's, he was a, a, a uh, revival preacher uh, from, from uh, London, England. He said this, to trust God, to walk by faith in the light, that is nothing. To trust him in the dark, that is faith. Okay, do you see the difference? When I'm trying to wait on the Lord, I wait at his door with prayer. I wait at his foot with humility. I wait at his table with service. And I wait at his window with expectancy. That's what waiting on God is. G. Campbell Morgan said this, To wait for Jehovah is ever to find the plain path, however rough the path may be. And when we experience that, and we do come across that plain path that God wants us on, and it's sometimes a rough path, then we can know how to experience the next part of our text. What does it say? Look there with me. Be of good courage. You're going to need courage for a rough path. And where do we find that? Where do you take your courage from? Him. You take your courage from Him. Be encouraged in your God. And what is His promise to you? And He shall strengthen thine heart. This is what it means to truly live by faith. Because we're going to be weak. We're going to be without patience. We're going to need the strengthening of our God. And this is the profound promise that's directed to each one of us. Is that He will strengthen your heart. He's going to do it. Turn with me to one last passage tonight. I want you to go to the book of Isaiah. Go to the book of Isaiah. This is a familiar passage probably to, to many of you, but I want us to see it. Isaiah chapter 40. Some of you probably already know where I'm going with this. That's okay. Isaiah 40 and verse 31. I'll wait for you to get there. But this is truly, as, as David says right there at the end of verse 14, he says, Wait, I say on the Lord. 
Isaiah 40:31 says this, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength and shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk, and I want you to say the last three words with me, and not faint. Yeah, it comes full circle. David says, I had fainted. I would have fainted. And God says, I'm giving you the secret to consistently living by faith. And what is it? Wait on the Lord. Wait, I say. He says it with emphasis. Wait, I say, on the Lord. You say, Pastor, that's really good. And what you've given me tonight, I feel, is so simple and and very, very straightforward. And it almost seems like black and white text. Can you give me some pictures? I like pictures. I like picture books. Let's look at just four pictures here as we close. Okay, how do I wait? Wait, some of these are in Scripture throughout. Wait as a student waits to be taught. Ever think about that? As a student waits for his teacher to begin teaching, is how you should wait on the Lord. Wait as a servant waits on his master to give him instruction, to show him what to do in a certain situation, to wait for his wisdom. Wait as a traveler waits for directions of the guide. You don't want to get lost? We need the perfect guide. We, we may, even as a traveler, you know, who's seeking God, a lot of times we have the map, and this is God's word, but many times we need the Holy Spirit's guidance to properly apply the map. And I would say we need that all the time. But it's really, it's really up to us to properly approach the Lord as our as our one and only guide and say, Lord, I'm waiting on you. I'm not going to run ahead of you. And then lastly, as a child waits upon a parent. You know, my son has to wait on me for a lot of things. (laughs) Dad, car, car, car. I want to go. I want to, he's saying, I want to go somewhere. Uh, Last night, we just, I mean, we just took a drive uh, me, him, and the family, and uh, you know, all done with work for the day, and it just—it was—we we went over, uh, went, went over to someone's uh, house there, and and uh, picked some sweet corn and different things like that. And just—he was all amped up, but he's got to wait for dad, and so he's got to wait on me to pick him up and get him in the car. And that is the way that you and I live by faith. Right. Right. And we, and we have even a better picture of we're waiting on our Father, but He's our Heavenly Father. He's going to, you know, as Dad, I am not always going to know the perfect timing to lead my son in things. There's going to be times that I mess up or that I make a wrong call or that I do something maybe a little quicker than my son was expecting and really maybe even hurt him in some ways. Our Heavenly Father never does that. He never does that. And so I, I really do believe God is, wants to communicate to each one of us tonight is simply 
how do I not fall in those pitfalls that David and Saul fell into? And, and trust me, we're going to mess up. We're going to slip up. We're going to fall. Uh, pastor's going to fall flat on his face. Okay, pastor's not perfect. You're not perfect. But how do we walk with God consistently and live by faith? The answer is simply in those verses that we saw tonight. Wait, I say, on the Lord. All right. With that, let's go into prayer tonight.